On this episode of She's Crafted to Thrive, I am super excited to have Miss Angel Scott on the show. She is a nationally certified personal trainer, a holistic nutritionist, and a lifestyle expert. Now, I'm super picky about who I have on the show to talk about health and wellness because I don't want to trigger anyone. Matter of fact, I don't want to talk about calories or weight management or all of those different things, but what I do want to talk about is more of a holistic point of view when it comes to our lives and businesses. And in this episode, that exactly is what we're going to talk about. Angel shares her own journey of being diagnosed with Graves' disease and some three things that she kind of explained away, even with the training she has that actually led to her diagnosis and the importance of finding the balance between life and work and how they all work together. And besides all that, she's just so fun and I love her voice and I love just chatting with her and she's a great woman. So I can't wait for you guys to tune in and see if you can grab any tips to help you in your life and business to have a holistic point of view. Welcome to She's Crafted to Thrive. I'm your host, Nikita Williams. And this show is for all the ladies who are making and creating things that they love. You will hear conversations about the real everyday struggles of juggling life and business while trying to maintain passion and harmony. As women, we have the skill of getting things done, but sometimes we get in our own way. It's here where you'll see that you're not alone. You'll discover that success does not mean perfection. Fear and negative thoughts and challenges are all a part of the journey. And on this podcast, you'll find the inspiration and tools you need to have a life and business that thrives. You guys, I'm super excited to have Angel on the show. She is a fitness trainer and a fellow, you said on the phone when I was talking with you that you're a fellow wellness warrior. And I love that because obviously I deal with chronic illness. I deal with endometriosis. So it's nice to hear someone who is going through something similar, but they spin it and it's beautiful. So please tell us who you are and what you do. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Angel, as you said, and I am a holistic nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Um, I'm based in Nashville, but I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. And so when I use the term wellness warrior, I really am speaking to anyone out there who is on their journey, kind of fearlessly um, fighting for their own wellness. And in my case, I'm actually living with Graves' disease, which is a thyroid-related autoimmune disease. And so I was diagnosed um, in 2016. And so I've been warrioring my way um, through this illness ever since. So, yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. I was telling you when we talked previously that I'm really like sensitive to having certain people on the show that's going to talk about wellness in general, because sometimes it's very one-sided. And I think it is one of those things that when you're dealing with a chronic illness, like you are, and I am, things kind of, it's a different approach and it's a different mindset. And I just really appreciate how you're going about doing that and how you're educating women to do that as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you started in your journey of being a holistic coach and, and getting into fitness. Yeah. So I actually, um, I've been involved in sports in some capacity or another ever since I was young. So I started off doing um, track and field and gymnastics as a young kid. And then just as I got older and was looking for ways to continue to be active, um, I really got into coaching. So my first experience as a coach started as a gymnastics coach um, because I was a gymnast. And so that was just a really natural progression. Um, and then from there, I got a, even a little bit older <laughs> um, and really was looking for a way to continue that kind of competitive spirit that I had. Um, also 
experiencing the way that my body had changed from being, you know, a competitive athlete to being a more mature, even though I was in my um, early to mid twenties, there's mm-hmm. still a transition that happens with, you know, women's bodies as we, you know, yeah. mature. And so um, at that point I, I had put on my bucket list as something that I wanted to do before I turned 30 um, was to do a fitness competition. So, yes. And so in the process of preparing for my very first fitness competition and even doing my first fitness competition, which I won, by the way. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just really learned even more about firsthand how much strategic fitness and nutrition could completely transform um, my body. And so I was on a mission even then to share that with other women um, and, you know, teach them how to use real food and strategic exercise to just change the way that their bodies look and feel. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I've done that for several years and then was living my best life. <laughs> and then um, came this diagnosis in 2016. And that actually completely shifted um, my perspective in the sense that before then, a lot of the work that I had done was, again, even though it was using real food and strategic fitness, it was mostly weight loss driven because mm-hmm. most of us, want to lose weight, right? Like that's the primary, typically is the primary motivation um, for people to really start their right. fitness or wellness journey if you're not dealing with underlying condition, right? So mm-hmm. most of us are wanting to lose weight or drastically change the way that our bodies look um, without giving so much thought to the back end, right? The right. underlying, like the health perspective. And so for a really long time, granted, I did, you know, teach women how to do that in a healthy way. The focus was still most of the women that I was meeting and most of my clients were weight loss driven. And so once I um, got my diagnosis, I was like, hold up. Because, you know, at that time, my weight was fine. But right. I was actually really, really lean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and looking at me, you would have never known in a million years that I was dealing with um, the illness I was dealing with, especially at the severity at the time of my diagnosis. You would have mm-hmm. never known just looking at me. And so that's when I was like, okay, everything is changing because I don't want... Um, I just don't want to feed into that mindset that, you know, healthy looks a certain way because right. I looked a certain way and I wasn't healthy. Right. Um, and I just want women to understand that it is possible to be healthy and have your body look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to be the initial motivation. Right. Um, and right. so that's when things really shifted for me and it completely shifted um, the work that I do, the women that I work with, because now... Um, I'm determined. Like if somebody comes to me and their sole motivation is weight loss, mm-hmm. I'm very upfront and, you know, encourage them and I'm happy that they're wanting to do something about their bodies. But if their primary motivation is weight loss, I'm not the person for, for them. Wow. That is like completely flipping on its head Absolutely. <laughs> from where you started to um, where you are now. So yes. I guess just to kind of dig a little bit into that, what you just shared with us, when you were diagnosed with Grace, were you dealing with symptoms before? Was it like, first of all, tell us a little bit more about what that diagnosis means and what yes. that presented for you. Yes. So um, uh, Graves' disease, like I said, it's, it's a thyroid-related autoimmune disease where basically your body is attacking your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, in my case, you can, have, you can have hyperthyroidism, which is an overactive thyroid, and you can also have an underactive or hypothyroidism. Um, in my case, it was overactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of symptoms or how, how, you know, the textbook symptoms presented mm-hmm. in me, I did have some textbook symptoms that I was able to recognize after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the symptoms are things that we can very easily, mm-hmm. um, just kind of ex- excuse or explain away. Right. So, um, you know, 
some of the red flags that I really encourage women to pay attention to that I ignored and that I easily explained away was um, my energy level. So I mm. was exhausted all of the time. And not just like, oh, I wish I had more energy to get through my day. It was, I would be driving to work in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, after sleeping a full night uh-huh. and could not keep my eyes open. Wow. Like that's like a, a, a completely different level of exhaustion. Uh-huh. But for me, my excuse or the way that I was able to um, rationalize that was, oh, you know, I've gotten up early because I used to get up and work out at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, girl, crazy. Mm-hmm. But yes, right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right. I know that's that's another that's a, that's another conversation we will have. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, oh, I'm just tired because I was up really early, mm-hmm. or oh, I'm just really tired because I was up really early and I worked out. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's always a reason that I could come up with. So again, really big red flag um, is change in energy level and a consistent thing. So not you're having an off day where maybe you're a little bit stressed or you've had, you know, one night of bad sleep. If like consistently, if you are having really low energy levels, that is a red flag that your body's sending you. Another really big one was my hair. My hair was coming out in more than handfuls, like wow. to the point where um, for the first time in my life, I seriously had like that that conversation with myself about okay i'm gonna have to wear a wig oh and how how and i've never you know i've never worn any right. type of you know um added things to my hair but i was like okay i'm about to have no hair wow. and how am i going to deal with this wow but at the time mm-hmm. i was able to explain it away because i also and it's just um you know circumstantial i guess but at the exact time i was also starting to transition my hair from going from relaxing mm-hmm right to going natural Natural. so in that process a lot of times we experience a lot of hair shedding so it's like oh it's just me doing this transition of going from relaxer to natural wow so another way that i was able to kind of explain it away but again hair significant hair loss pay attention to that um another really big one that specifically applies to hyperthyroidism um is my resting heart rate so my resting heart rate was through the roof all of the time so it was basically equivalent to me doing an extreme obstacle course 24 hours a day. Wow. And then you're not getting, and you're sleepy. That's why you were so tired. Yes. <laughs> Your body's constantly up there. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So, you know, resting heart rate, pay attention to that, you know, mm-hmm. anything over a hundred, like especially significantly over a hundred, which mine was significantly over a hundred, um, is something that you should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, so those did- are the big ones. So did you have like a, like a, um, like a health, like, did you go to school for this? Did you like, were you trained? So it's interesting because, you know, most of us haven't gone to school for this, you know, and most of us are like, oh, you know, like we're probably making a lot of excuses for the things that we go with anyway, like our our bodies and things like that. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, we can always think of something, but you Mm -hmm. have the education as well, but just, you know, and I also feel like maybe it's part, like if you were to go to tell a doctor that, honestly, I mean, I can only imagine like 10 years ago, if I went to a doctor and said, I'm really tired, my hair is falling out. They would just be like, oh, it's because you're a woman and you have, you know, that's what women have. Like, but yes. like, it wouldn't be something that they would just be like, oh, well, this could be a sign of, you know, Graves yes. disease. I wouldn't yes. have heard that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And again, that's one of the big reasons why I'm so adamant about, you know, sharing as much information as I can, um, educating women so that they know what to look for and really empowering them because, um, you know, you do have to advocate for yourself when it comes to um, being in your doctor's office. Mm. Um, I have to do it even now um, all the time. And so, you know, knowledge, as they say, is power. And 
you have to really advocate for yourself if you're if you have a physician that isn't listening to you or isn't willing to do the test that that can rule things out for you then you need to find somebody that will and I'm I'm really big on that how does this like go into your your business like have you always I know you've said you worked um worked for someone else but now you've been doing your own thing yeah so actually in a strange kind of way so as I mentioned I'm originally from Toronto Canada and so when I lived back home I was doing this for years Mm. um and so when I relocated to Nashville um especially this year it will be 12 years oh my gosh since I since I moved here but when I first moved here just demographically like Nashville was not the you know, wellness fitness Mm. hub that it's become in the 12 years that I've been here. Um, And so it was just, yeah, I just didn't see the opportunity because people's lifestyles here, and again, especially at that time, were just so hugely different. Mm. Um, And so when I got here, I was like, I can't do this. Nobody, like everything's drive through. Nobody wants to eat Mm. healthy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, all the things that come with moving to a new new place. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then I got a job here. So Mm -hmm. just like an admin job. Yeah. So that's what I talk about when I, when I say I was on my way to work. But then I, you know, gradually started to um, work with women when I went here and then the work kind of got out. People were really seeing results. And then I was able to um, transition back to doing this full time. You know, so interesting. I never reali- really realized the difference in where you live and what you can eat, how that affects you. So for a few few years, we were in Florida and St. Pete, Tampa Bay area, which is like in my opinion, like frou-frou, like it's a lot, it's a lot of frou-frou-ness. Like you're not going to get this kind of frou-frou-ness here in Atlanta now that we're back. And Mm -hmm. I find myself craving the food there because there's a lot more options for like fresher foods. Like if you're going to eat out, they would have places that have organic this and organic that. And you know, like it's like, there were more of those than there were of like the bad fast food here. And so someone recently asked me, she's like, what do you miss so much like the most from where you were? And I was like, you know what? I honestly can say I really miss the food. Like I crave that food because you felt good eating there. You never felt like you were leaving somewhere feeling like, so, you know, I don't know, just yucky. Um, And so it's really interesting how you are teaching women that food is a big part of that, but it doesn't always mean the same thing for everybody. Like, yes. Right. No, absolutely. Um, And like you said, where you live definitely dictates what you have access to. Um, even where we live now, um, in terms of, you know, just healthy eating restaurants, for example. So the, the small town that we live in um, doesn't have a lot of those options. But if we drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes outside of where we live, then there's so much more um, variety in terms of organic, vegan options, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that's what it takes. Like when we go to eat out, that's what we do. We don't have the ability to necessarily eat exactly where we are right um um, but that's why it's so important that we prepare our own food we grocery shop you know be it at your local market like big big chain um grocery store or you know your local farmer's market it's just really important to buy your own food prepare your own food because then you have an impact on what it is that's actually going into your body as opposed to you know trusting the corner (laughs) uh, shop so so I have a question for you that I have heard and had multiple conversations. A lot of the ladies on the show that have listened and have been guests on the show are living with a chronic illness. And one of the things that people always, and I, we talked about this previously, is that we think we associate health with, with food all the time, which is, it's a big part of it. Um, I have a good friend I just had an interview with yesterday and she's like, she, she um, has really bad migraines, like chronic migraines. And so she was trying to do all the things that were healthy 
Mm-hmm. And so she was like eating organic fruit and lettuce and all these things and garlic and all the things that are considered good for you. And she's like, half of those things after she realized it were things that weren't really necessarily good for her body. She had to change that. But those are all the things you hear. You know, if you're dealing with a chronic illness, oh, just stop, just stop doing this. Just stop doing that. And from a perspective of a health, you know, expert like you and living with a chronic illness, how, how is food and um, your chronic illness related or are they related? Yeah. So in my um, specific situation, especially as it relates to thyroid mm-hmm. diseases, um, absolutely. There's a huge link between nutrition and my disease, because again, I have an autoimmune disease. And mm-hmm. so that is a very different kind of animal, if you will, mm-hmm. um, than someone who just has hyperthyroidism and not the autoimmune component. Right. Um, and so for me, the way that I eat is uber strategic because I am constantly fighting inflammation, mm-hmm. inflammation, um, be it from, you know, environmental factors, be it from, you know, the actual food that I eat or the way that the food is prepared that I eat can also trigger inflammation. So for me, that's a really, really big thing. But I do want to really emphasize um, that regardless of whatever, you know, condition you're living with, that, you know, nutrition is a big part, but it's not the only part of the wellness equation. And that's something that I really want people to understand. And even um, getting a little bit deeper into that, I've met a lot of women that are focused, you know, like they think that healthy eating is, you know, a certain amount of calories each day, or they think that healthy eating is eating a certain amount of macronutrients every day, right? Being as long as I get 1200 calories, I'm good. Or as long as I'm eating enough protein, carbs, and fat, I'm good. Um, and I always tell people like, yes, again, that's important. And that's one part of the equation, but that's not the only thing that impacts our health. So I really encourage people to look at lifestyle. How are you managing stress? So especially when it comes to us, you know, entrepreneurs doing all the things in our business is one thing. You add a spouse, that's another thing. (laughs) You add children, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you're not in a position where you're just focusing on your business and you're also working full time, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. So really looking at um, lifestyle stress management mm-hmm. is huge, huge, huge. Over 90% of illness is caused by stress. Yeah. Right. Which so, is crazy. I mean, I mean, it makes complete sense. Our bodies yes. were not intended to really deal with this kind of stress. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense that we would, it would be the spark to all of a lot of our issues. Yeah. And it's, you know, people really realizing it's like what happens to our body when, when we're stressed, right? So cortisol levels basically put us in this mode like your body is literally like okay what's going on i'm about to die okay so it's like fight or fight fight or fight fight or fight right mm-hmm. and that is um, a natural occurrence that's supposed to help us but we're not supposed to stay in that mode right and so when we're stressed and we stay in that mode it literally causes a ripple effect hormonally that opens us up to so many chronic not just chronic but you know sometimes quick mm-hmm. fatal yeah things heart stroke you yeah. name it. So yeah. yeah, it's really important um, for people to pay attention to stress levels. Make sure that you're managing them. Make sure that you have an outlet. Make sure that you have support. Um, you know, use your friends and your family. Communicate. If you need somebody to watch your child for an hour so that you can take a moment and breathe by yourself, then mm-hmm. ask for that. Um, but yes, it's just really, really, really important. And that's really, really, really big. I know myself during that time, because I was working... Um, in a job, I will say that I didn't exactly love, mm-hmm. um, was wanting to transition into doing, you know, what I love full time, mm-hmm. trying to balance that as my business was growing, doing them both at the same time, again, still working on becoming acclimated um, to my new home of Nashville, which took me a really long time. And I will say that that's one thing 
um, I didn't give as much like weight, mm. I guess I'll say, um, that I should have because I literally like relocated to a different country. I didn't realize how different it would be. No, it's America. I'm from Canada. It's not like I was moving, you know, from like a little tiny town in Australia. So like, I'm like, I'm, you know, how different can it be? Yeah. Extremely different. different. Yeah. Like, and in ways that I could have never really prepared for. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's taken me, I would say this long to, to just deal with that, let alone mm-hmm. all the other things that were going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, you know, and, and encourage people to have grace, you know, give themselves grace, mm-hmm. um, especially as you're working to build a business, because that in itself, if all the things were perfect and you were just working on building a business, that would be stressful. Yeah. That would have an impact in some way um, on your health, or it could, I should say, it could have an impact on your health. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just really wanting people to be mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that that you put in that way. Like health is not just about food. It's an important part. It's not just about getting your body moving. It's about that, but it's also about, like you were saying, your lifestyle. And I think like the choices we make every day affects our body and how we deal with situations and all that kind of stuff. It's all, I keep saying that someone said recently, oh, business is business. I'm like, business is not personal. I'm like, who, I don't know who said that. Like, I know to a degree that like business is business, you know, Yes. but in almost every way, business is personal. <laughs> like Absolutely. if you have a business, is it, it's involving so much of you. And so it makes sense that you need to figure out how to do your, do that in a healthy way so that your yeah. body can be healthy. And so I love that. That's what you're focusing on um, teaching women to really focus on that. It's just like, yeah, you want to lose weight, but here are some other lifestyle things that you really should consider in order to make that stick. Right. Cause you can lose Absolutely. the weight, but if your lifestyle isn't working with you, how long are you going to keep the weight off or how long yeah. are you going to stay healthy? Yes. And not just that. I find, especially nowadays, like a lot of women are just willing to do so much to lose that weight, mm. even at the expense of their health. Mm. Right. So, right. and like I said, there's already so much of that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm on a mission to really challenge that and encourage people to walk away from that mentality, do something different, honor their bodies, honor their health. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And like I said, the thing is when your body is healthy and it's functioning well, um, your body will change. It will look different. It'll be leaner. You'll have more energy. All of those things happen. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't have to happen at the expense of your health. Okay. So we're going to go into talking a little bit more about like what inspires you. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but what inspires you and your business right now or has? So I would say, um, you know, honestly, Ever since that day in 2016, the thing that keeps me inspired is just my my personal wellness. Mm. Um, knowing that if I'm not well, if I don't feel well, if I don't have energy, um, you know, and with Graves' disease, there's so many other symptoms that people can experience from severe debilitating bodily pain. Mm. I'm very thankful that's not something that I fight with, but I know that it's possible. Um, but yeah, I just realize that if I'm not well, then nothing happens in my business because it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like I'm the one that's meeting with clients. I'm the one designing and creating programs. I'm the one doing social media posts. I'm the one doing (laughs) accounting. I'm the one, right? So it's like, if I'm, if I don't have the energy or if I'm down and out for a couple of weeks, that's not just my business. That's my livelihood. So that is a huge motivation. My wellness is a really big um, motivation when it comes to my business, even to the point that I'm like that's that's number one before almost anything (laughs) (laughs) 
because, yeah. because again, and then it also realizing again, if I'm not well, how can I be here to support my husband? Yeah. Can't do that, yeah. right? So it's just keeping that at the forefront and really the mission to to share that with other women. Um, I hear so many stories, um, really heartbreaking, that you know women are dealing with illnesses, cancers, and things that your lifestyle does have a direct impact on, mm. um, and then being at a point where you know, it's really tough to come back from. I'm so grateful that I've got my diagnosis at a point, um, you know, before I had had a stroke because I was on the verge or before I had had a heart attack because I was on the verge. Mm-hmm. Okay? Some of those things people don't come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. that's a huge motivation for me. Like the reality of that mm-hmm. is what inspires me. Yeah. So to your point, uh, um, and that inspiration is beautiful because people have gone through that where they've gone through their lifestyle. Matter of fact, one of the ladies that I've had on the show, show her name is Courtney Elmer. I know you know her. She's in social curators. You know, she was 20, I think 24, 25 or something. And she was diagnosed with cancer and she was completely taking a breath. Like she didn't know what happened. She's like, I don't understand how that happened, but she admits. And you know, this is her inspiration is like, you know, I allowed stress to take over my life. I kept going, I kept doing, I kept taking care of everyone else, just trying to put on this face, trying to do all these things and then snap, you know, yeah. this huge, huge, you know, health scare. And thankfully, you know, she's thriving now and she's realizing how much and how important it is, like you're saying, to take care of yourself healthily, like mind, body and, you know, yeah. everything, right? Because um, health isn't just one component of what you look like. It's everything, you know, it's yeah. all of you. Um, yeah. So it's a beautiful thing that, that's your inspiration because that means you're helping other women get that too. They're starting to realize like, look, I need to take care of me. If I'm going to take care of anybody else, you know? So yeah. that's, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And like I said, the big thing is, and it, it's it, the reality of it can be um, tough to swallow mm-hmm. for some people. But like I said, the reality is some people don't make it back from those things, yeah. right? Like some people get those cancer diagnoses and, you know, weeks later, yeah, they're, they're not with us anymore yeah. or they, or they have a stroke and, and that's it. Right. So my thing is really getting women to listen to their bodies, make the change before they get anywhere near, near that. Yeah. 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 I think it's a hard thing to do. You know, I I mean, I think it's a hard thing to do. You know, I think it's also a a generational thing. Um, You know, just a mindset of just keep going, just keep going, just do, because you got to do the work. You got to get it done, no matter what the pain is, whatever it is. But at the same time, you know, I feel like, for myself, even with myself, I've learned just from my own diagnosis of dealing with endometriosis that, look, if I don't take care of myself, I won't be here that long. Like, you know, I have things I want to do. I, I've been put here on this earth to do something. Yeah. So I can't not take care of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't put me off. I can't just keep saying, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. No, you have to make that work. And so, um, but if you look at generations behind us, they're still working to get to that point. I think um, it's hard. Cause you see yeah. it, you see it and you're like, no, no, take care of you first. It's okay. You know? So yeah. I love that that's a mission and that that's, I'm seeing more and more women embrace that particular point of just taking care of themselves. Yeah. And I would say, you know, for those women that really struggle with um, doing it for themselves, maybe don't do it for yourself. Do it for the people that you love because they want you here and they want you feeling your best. Um, maybe you do it for your business and the fact of who you're serving in your business. If you are not here to serve those people, then what does that mean for them? Yeah. Right? So use what you can until it becomes okay, you're doing this you know, solely for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some fears that you've had to kind of overcome with your journey dealing with graves and with your business? 
Um, I would say, especially initially, because I, like I, like I mentioned, I was like, okay, hold up. <laughs> things are about to change. Right. Like all the things, it was a hard stop. Um, and so at first I was, I really didn't know how that would impact my business because I will confess that at that time, for example, like I was working with some clients that were stressful. They, they brought me a lot of stress. Wow. And so I chose to not work with those people anymore. Mm. And so, but that's also can, you know, affected my livelihood. So at right. point I was like, okay, am I really going to be able to, you know, maintain my household from a financial um, standpoint? Like how much of this can I really do while I'm on this mission to reduce stress and keep my wellness at the forefront of, you know, my mission. Um, so that was a huge fear. Like, am I going to be able to maintain my business? Mm-hmm. Um, while making my health and wellness the top priority. But I will say, ironically enough, and it's so funny because the more I think about it, it's just, it's insane. So again, I was diagnosed. I'm like, okay, the only thing I'm going to truly focus on is my health and wellness. Whoever has to go is going because I'm not going to allow them. And you know, that was, that was um, friends. That was family. That was clients. That was, I mean, I was. You did an exodus. One. I was. <laughs> I was on one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but ironically enough, my business actually grew during that time. Mm. And it grew organically. It grew like the right people were, were finding me, the people that were looking for more of this type of work that I was focusing on. Like it just happened. Mm. So, yeah. That's the, what is it the saying what your energy like your tri- your tribe your vibe attracts your tribe Absolutely. so it's like once you changed your vibe they was yes. like oh wait a minute who's over here doing yes. it and then there you go and it's so funny that you should mention that because um i actually created a graphic tee um <laughs> with the slogan healthy vibes only nice. because of the fact that a that's all i wanted around me i was like if you are not talking breathing thinking embracing sharing spreading healthy vibes i don't want any part of it <laughs> so yes. at that at that time i was like okay how do i communicate this with people because even simple things you know people would offer me food that i was not eating because right. i just right so it's like let me just put healthy vibes only <laughs> healthy vibes only so yes i have um, a t-shirt that i now sell and it says healthy vibes only because of ha- that <laughs> we might have to do i might have to do a little giveaway for that because i love that i think that is a big part of it um, I've been focusing a lot on mindset myself, just in general, having healthy mindsets. And it's hard to have a healthy, positive mindset when you're surrounded with people who don't care or want to even try to change that, you know, yeah. you know, to being more positive. So that's such a good, good thing to, to have a visual reminder of. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you balance or find harmony in your business in life now that you've kind of figured out you got to take care of you. So yeah. What does that look like for you? Um, for me, it's really about trying to make sure that um, I'm not hyper-focused on business. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, really checking myself, if you will, because um, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm realizing I'm a striver by nature, right? So I like to do, I like to see progress, especially in my business. I like to create when it comes to my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing things like, instead of making a list of, 5,000 things that I'd like to accomplish this year. <laughs> oh my goodness, Angel. <laughs> I, like to, I like to narrow that down to, you know, one or two big things that I want to accomplish for the year and focus on that, right? Instead of yeah. 
overloading my plate with all of these ideas and the million things that I want to do. And don't get me wrong, it's great to be, um, you know, inspired and to have goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially when we're talking about our health and just maintaining balance, we have to be realistic and understand that we don't have to do it all today. And I know that I was, um, that was the struggle for me where I was like, always wanted to do so much. Oh, I can do this, 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 and this. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, just really making sure, you know, narrowing down those goals. I don't have a million things that I'm trying to focus on at once because I am a person who will try to do each and every one of those things. <laughs> um, that's one thing, you know, making sure that just from a personal standpoint that I am taking time to, you know, move my body in a way that feels good. Right. And every day that's different. It might be going for a walk one day. It might be doing a really, you know, awesome workout in the gym, but it's not always the same thing and not putting that pressure on myself to do it one way all the time. Um, and then, you know, the big thing too, is connecting or reconnecting with the people, the places and the things that give me true joy, like, like the deep down, you know, like when I go home and I sit with my girls that I've known since I was eight years old and we just chat and are crazy and giggly and, (laughs) you know, like that kind of stuff, like literally gives me life. So it's just making sure that you're connected to those things, um, more often than not. Because like I said, when we're in our business and we're doing all the things, it's like we tend to stay there um, and forget about all the other stuff. And it's so important to just reconnect with the people that, you know, that literally sets your soul. You're like, oh my gosh, just being, right? Just right. being yes. with those people or just chatting for 10 minutes. We all have, we all have yes, those people. We do. And if you do not have those people, you need to reach out to me. I'll be that people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You guys know there's tons of people on the show that would, would be like, yes, let's go have a tea party and, and, and do something. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So who are some women now that you're talking about like people that give you vibes? Um, who are some women that inspire you or that you like you really look up to? I would say, and I know it's like so cliche because we all say it, but for sure it would have to be my mom. She is the strongest, most resilient woman I know. Um, and so I get all of my strength um and stubbornness from her. <laughs> Um, but I would say, you know, there's a lot of really cool, um, I will say educated, certified women kind of in the social space, um, that are doing some cool things. I just would say, I would caution people when they're looking for, um, information or inspiration when it comes to wellness, um, to really pay attention to not just the titles that you see in bios, um, but really look for people's qualifications. Um, and experience mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, where you get your, your inspiration from. But like I said, for me personally, it's my mom. She's the most amazing woman I know. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know that there's anyone, you know, I love Oprah. Like, <laughs> Oprah? like obsessed it's- with Oprah and her journey. I mean, who, who can't relate to Oprah in some way, shape or form, especially right. as a woman who, has any type of aspiration and the struggles that she's gone through from childhood to who she is now. Mm -hmm. So amazing. Yeah. Um, You know, another super inspirational story or journey um, that I love is, is Tyler Perry. Like I was actually, I was in Atlanta a few months ago and I saw, I saw like a, an exit on the highway. I think it was with his name on it. Hmm. Like that is amazing. Oh yeah. I think he, yeah. Cause he just, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, this is a man who wants to in his car. Talk about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, big but moves. Yeah, those, yes, those types of stories where people um, have been able to overcome things um, in a way that I'll admit, I, even you know more so than I've ever had to deal with at this point, 
um, really inspires me because I'm like, okay, if they can overcome all of that, deal with all of that and still be all the way, you know, yeah. reach their, their goals, dreams and beyond, mm-hmm. then what's the excuse? Anything's possible. Anything is possible for sure. Okay. So Angel, tell me the best advice you've ever been given. The best advice I've ever been given. Let's see. I know. I know this is like one of those, like such, it's a broad, cause you know, is there really one thing, but there, there's something that will stick out to you in a minute. It'll come to you and be like, Oh yeah. I would say probably like not to be afraid of taking the path that's unexpected or the path that is, um, I would say this is like the, un, the unbeaten path, mm-hmm. right? So everybody might be doing one thing one way. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to go off in the opposite direction and do your thing your way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I feel like I've always been, I've been like that. My, my mom tells this story about when I was um, maybe four or five. And, and again, I mentioned earlier, I get my stubbornness from her. <laughs> and um, we were getting ready to go somewhere and I wanted to go to the store. And everybody, you know, the parents were getting ready and I was already ready and I was just waiting. I'm like, I want to go to the store. <laughs> so I uh, left the house and got hit by a car, but that's another. That's what? A, yeah, because, because I was so stubborn. Oh, angel. <laughs> angel, angel. Okay. So wait, look, do not try this at home. No, do not. It's go- no, right. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I say all of that to say that there is a point where it's okay to do your own thing mm-hmm. in your own way, in a safe way, not the way that I did as a four-year-old. Um, but yeah, just, you know, there's going to be a time when, especially industry specific. So there's going to be a time when your industry is doing a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be tempting to join the bandwagon because people are doing it and they're yeah. successful and why not? Um, but you may also have an idea of doing either doing that same thing in a, in a unique way and you might be hesitant or fearful. And I just say, do, do your thing your way. Yeah. Um, and it will, yeah, like it will. You'll learn something. People. Yeah. And it'll bring the people that are meant to find you to you or the yeah. people that you're meant to work with. It'll bring them to you. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some t- tools that you love to use in your business or tools that you feel like women who are living with a chronic illness should have or should in- implement into their life? So I think I'll share one of each. So from a, um, you know, someone living with a chronic illness, I think the biggest, least expensive thing that, that you should implement in your life would be meditation. So um, I think people's ideas of meditation can be different um, or they might think like, oh, you need all this stuff to meditate. You don't. You need some time. It can be one minute to start off with and you need a place where you can sit down and breathe. That might be in your car during your lunch break. Mm-hmm. That might be first thing in the morning before you start your day. But again, just taking time where there's the quiet, there's you, and there's your breath. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And it has such a huge impact on our physical health, our mental health. Um, really, 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 really big thing that I encourage women to do, especially when you're dealing with, with chronic illness. It helps with you know, stress management, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's free. Just sit <laughs> where you are and breathe. Um, from a business perspective, I would say, let's see, something that I can't really live without. I use a lot of Canva. I think people, <laughs> Girl, like, I love it. Yes. I mean, to the point where I'm like, I, I use it so much and I, I feel like, do they realize how big this is? <laughs> I'm like, they must not realize. And they like, keep they, making they, it better, better and better and yes. better. I'm like, yeah. and they're, they're giving us all of this and it's, it's not expensive. It's 13 bucks like, a month. Like, right. I'm like, do they know? 
I'm, almost, I'm like, don't tell them. I hope they don't realize how great this is. <laughs> Have you ever seen those Ikea commercials where they're like running out of the Ikea store because yes, they feel like they're is, stealing something? That's yes. Canva. That's yes. Canva. Yeah. Start the car. I use that all the time. That commercial is a life. Yes. That's how I feel about Canva. Yeah. They just keep adding and adding so many cool things. I'm just like, who needs Photoshop anymore? Like dog. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. If you don't have it. Yeah. You need to get Canva. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your goodies and your personal experiences. Um, we really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I've had so much fun chit-chatting. And like I said, I really hope that um, that all of us wellness lawyers out there reach out to somebody, um, you know, that is either going through the same thing that you're going through, or if not, maybe just someone that's going through another um, health challenge, if you will. But there's something in community, right? Yes, so it's like yes. find other people that, that can support you that are also going through um, the journey. So how can we find you online? And if, do you have any cool things that you would love to see them join you in? Yeah. So um, people can find me um, on my website. It's simplydefinedfitness.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at simplyfitangel or at simplydefinedfitness. So I have both of those um, pages going where I post lots of information about food, hormones, fitness. Um, and then I do have a brand new community that I've launched. It's called the Healthy Vibes Happy Life Community. Mm. And yes, and in that community, every single month, I share healthy, low allergen recipes, um, easy to make like and maintain flexible nutrition plan, um, workouts that you can do literally in your living room with some dumbbells, and lots of tips um, related to wellness. Not weight loss. We're not calorie counting. We're not having crazy challenges where we're like, okay, sacrifice your health for one month so you can, you know, it's none of that. It's about learning to tune into your body, eat in a way that nourishes your body intuitively, um, move your body, um, and just create wellness. So yes, it's the Healthy Vibes Happy Life community and you can get more information um, on my website. All right, ladies, that's a wrap for this episode of She's Crafted to Thrive. Thank you so much for joining me. Please share with your friends and be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. In the meantime, check us out at she'scrafted.com to check out the show notes for all the goodies and things that we talked about. And there'll be links there for you guys. So in the meantime, just remember, you are crafted to thrive.